0: Welcome to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency with your host, director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams.
1: Welcome to the Veterans Perspective. Today, we're talking about matters of the heart. We know that matters of the heart can mean many things. It can mean the matters emotionally of the heart and also matters of the heart physically. And so talking about that today, we will be joined by Joshua Twist, um, Andrew Brennan to talk about a Strong Bonds Program, Kate Melcher from the Fisher House, and Dr. Claire Duvenois from the Ann Arbor VA to give us some heart-healthy information. As always, we want to remind you that if you're not registered with the VA uh, regarding health care, then you can give us a call at one 800 mishfet That's 1-800-642-4838. You will be joined by a live person on the line to help you out, or you can go to va.gov. As always, we hope that you will enjoy the show today. Get out your pen and pencils because there's some great information. And we hope that you will uh, share this message with your uh, peers. So stick around. We'll be right back on the Veterans Perspective. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. Today's show is all about the matters of the heart. And we're going to talk about some of those healthy relationships, relationship tips and how to keep your heart healthy, both physically and emotionally as well. And so, you know, you know, as we're about to embark on Valentine's day, I know that that's, that's one of those days that some people decide to celebrate. Some people don't, unfortunately. It's one that, you know, my husband and I celebrate and, and, Um, you know, as we're talking about couples, you know, that really is a big matter of the heart, you know, spouses and family and your children. And You know, when we're talking about veterans and families, a lot of times we're talking about some relationships that really have stood the test of time, you know, uh, whether it's two veterans married, or you have um, someone who served married to someone who didn't serve, there often is, is a, is a, I would say a push and a pull within that relationship, and many things that can come um, from the course of uh, of the relationship that put the relationship in question. Now, last year I had my husband on when we were talking about matters of the heart around this time, and you know, this year we'll make 23 years of us being married. You know, if we make it to September, it'll be 23 years. And uh, you know, we both served in the military, and so you know, while one of us was gone, the other one was at home, and vice versa, and it. it it wasn't easy. You know, marriage is already difficult, but then you, you add in deployments, you add in, you know, uh, being gone um, much of your marriage or, you know, um, and then having children and, and feeling like a single parent. And that just weighs on a relationship. And so, you know, there were statistics that, you know, the VA quoted that veterans are more than 60% likely to separate or divorce than non veterans. That's, that's a little bit alarming. And so um, that's why we want to provide tools and resources and things that you can look at and you can take advantage of that may help your marriage. So whether you've been married, you know, two years or you've been married 30 years, there are always things that you could potentially do and tips that you could utilize to help strengthen your marriage. You know, uh, one of the things that I think is really cool is that the VA has a program called Warrior to Soulmate that helps with intimacy building skills um, in group settings. I know that there are some potentially some weekend retreats that they provide there. Warrior to Soulmate, you know, this program seems like it can be a really great program as it helps couples work through PTSD, anger issues, and to be better communicators. I mean, who can't use that in their relationship. Now, I know sometimes it's really hard, just like trying to get your spouse to the doctor's office can be difficult. It may be a, a challenge to um, maybe uh, talk your spouse into participating in something like that. But you know if you're able to show them some of the testimonials that are on um, the Warrior to Soulmate website, which is warrior with the number two soulmate, um, you can Google that and find the information. But if you're able to do that, I think that um, it would be a great opportunity for you. So talk to your VA provider if you are the veteran to see if uh, they can enroll you in a program like that if, you, if you're interested. And, and there is a website as well that has that and many more resources on there where you could find out um, how uh, helpful this can be. And that's at www.purposebuiltfamilies.com. Uh, It's a great website with quizzes, a daily temperature check and other resources, because we want to make sure that you keep your heart healthy and that is uh, talking about the emotional side of your heart as well. There's also a similar program through the VA called PAIRS, P-A-I-R-S, and that's a website, you can find that at veterans.pairs.com, and they teach attitudes, emotional understandings and behaviors that nurture and sustain healthy relationships. Really, it's just like going to the doctor. Sometimes, you know, couples need to go to the doctor as well, or just to get a checkup, you know, just to make sure that you're in a good place. And so we want to make sure that, you know, we know that stress and anxiety, injuries, illnesses can put such a strain on a relationship. And I will say this, that if you are a spouse who's taking care of your veteran and you're not taking advantage of caregiver resources out there, you need to give us a call or, you know, um, go to the va.gov website for caregivers to find out what resources are available to you because It's so important that you're taking care of you as well as you're taking care of that veteran. And that's going to keep your relationship together. It's going to help you to separate the caregiving duties from the spousal duties that you may have or the spousal relationship that you have as well. And, 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 you know, we'll be talking today as well about one of those other programs that are here in Michigan, called Stronger Bonds. Um, but keep in mind, it doesn't always have to be a retreat, sometimes just getting away helps. And so there are some great options here in Michigan, you have Camp Liberty in Brighton, Michigan, which is uh, camp-liberty.org. And if you missed any of these resources, you can always download the podcast. Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever there's a, a podcast, you can do- download that and, and rewrite the information, or you can give us a call at 1 800 MishFed and we can help you out. There's also the Brave Hearts Administration. I'm sorry, <laughs> the Brave Hearts Estate. I don't know why I have administration on the brain today. And that's in Northern Michigan, uh, Pelston. And that is a 238 acre ranch that was donated. To operation injured soldiers and so it's for veterans and their families to be able to relax and enjoy time in a country setting you know make sure that you're taking care of your heart and you're taking care of your emotional side because that's so important so critical that we're keeping you healthy here in Michigan and we're helping to keep relationships healthy as well so you know as always you can always give us a call at one 800 Mishvet. but you know We are excited to welcome our next guest to talk about the strong bonds program, which happens right here in Michigan. So you want to stick around to find out how you can keep your heart healthy right after the break. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. Joining us as our first guest today is Joshua Twist and Andrew Brennan to tell us more about the Strong Bonds Program. Just a little bit of background, Joshua Twist has been in the Michigan Army National Guard for 17 years, seven of which he served in the Chaplain Corps. He currently holds an MA in counseling and is a licensed therapist in the state of Michigan. Uh, uh, Andrew Brennan is a chaplain, lieutenant colonel, who serves as a full-time state support chaplain for the Michigan National Guard and as a deputy chaplain for the Forty-sixth Military Police Command in Lansing, Michigan. Welcome to the show, Joshua and Andrew.
0: So glad to be here. Thank you so much.
1: And I think you go by Drew, right? I want to make That's sure. That's right. All right. So um, welcome to the show. So you know we're talking today about matters of the heart. And I think, you know, as we're, you know, two days away from Valentine's Day, um, we want to make sure that people are heart healthy, you know, in the emotional side as well, because we know that, you know, uh, changes in relationships, changes in emotional states can lead to depression, anxiety, and all of those things that can uh, lead us down a negative path. And so if we can, we can keep these, uh, the matters of the heart in check, then it can, it can help us along the way. So you know we're talking about the Strong Bonds program that you all are involved with, and I'd love to know a little bit more about what this is.
0: Yeah, absolutely, thank you. Um, Strong Bonds is, a, is an opportunity for, for military individuals or military couples to come together in a relaxed environment. Usually we take them to uh, a resort or a nice hotel location and we just spend a weekend focusing on relationship skills, helping them develop uh, better emotional bonds and helping them develop communication skills. And, uh, and Josh has the honor of actually running that program. So I'm gonna hand it over to him to give you a little bit more information.
2: Yeah, we're super excited this year. In fact, our Strong Bonds program is the, as robust as it's been since COVID, you know? And so we are running our largest events probably in the last five years. Uh, and we are really trying to reach out uh, to as many soldiers as possible this year. Uh, and, you know, the, the Strong Bonds program nests under a couple of other or nests into a, co- a couple of other programs that we do. And We're looking at reaching a target of 6% of our total National Guard force this year. So we're really excited about that.
1: So, and these are um, actively serving National Guard, right? So if you're like a retired National Guard member, do you qualify for this?
2: You know, unfortunately you don't. Uh, Just the way the funding is it comes down from Guard Bureau. uh, And so at this time we're only able to offer it to, um, to our Guard Soldiers. So well, if you're then, a guard,
0: member, oh, go ahead.
1: Go ahead, Drew. No, go ahead, Drew. Go
0: no, ahead. I was going to say. So if you're a guard member and you're hearing this, now is the time because it might not be there once you're out. So take advantage of it while you're in.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely correct. And and you know, I just I wanted to go back on something that um, I think uh, Josh, you mentioned, uh, you talked about. You know, most more the most robust uh, recently, and and I just wanted to know, have you noticed that you know the pandemic and COVID ha, ha, has had an effect on couples. Is, is that maybe why you're seeing more participation or is it just that the programs have changed? What are your thoughts?
2: Well, first and foremost, we are just able to get back into doing in-person events. Uh, and so, I mean, that's first and foremost, but the, the these events are important now more than ever, ever for a positive reason and a negative reason. Um, the negative reason is that, you know, uh, behavioral health issues throughout the COVID pandemic have just um, devastated a lot of families. But on the positive note, what, is, what we've noticed across our force is that this has really caused our soldiers to really get back to what's important, uh, which is driving them to this event these events, because, you know, now that instead of some other support, some some other uh, perhaps less important things that maybe got um, the more importance, now relationships, family, these are the things that are on the forefront of our soldiers' minds.
1: Well, I I know you had more, um, you had more individuals that were on orders, even within the state or going to D.C. and some other places with everything that was happening across the country in the last couple of years. So I know that, you know, deployments or, you know, those mobilizations can have a significant effect on relationships. And, you know, even though some of them were still in the same state, they may have been staying in a hotel across the state somewhere else away from their family. So, uh, you know, for those who may be listening or know someone who's serving in the National Guard, this is a great opportunity if you've, if you've experienced some some heartache or some some frustrations within your marriage, that you can really um, utilize this program to to build back up and build better tools and resources to sustain that marriage, and 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 so uh, you know Drew, I wanted to uh, pitch over to you for a second. You participated in the Strong Bonds program, correct?
0: That that is correct. So I've been uh, involved in the Strong Bonds program since really since about 2010, um, I've been a participant as far as sitting in the class myself. And then I've been an instructor for years as well. And uh, one of the things that's been a great joy for me in the program is that um, it's been an opportunity to one, to increase my own relationship skills, but then my wife um, was able to come in and join as an instructor as well. And so it's just been a a wonderful um, opportunity for us to serve and to see the impact on our National Guard families um, over and over again uh families just talk about what a difference the program makes in helping them to communicate more effectively and to just uh increase their their bond of love. And sometimes for some of our families it's the only vacation or the only getaway they might get. So even though it is a training, um they also consider it a time away to to kind of uh, reignite some some family energy and and uh strengthen their family bonds.
1: How do you how do you get participation from from both parties? And I know that and I ask this because you know, I've been married going on twenty three years. I know sometimes when it comes to a retreat or something like that, my husband's not interested. He's like, "We're fine. We don't need to go to that. So and I'm sure that that's, you know, that's not a atypical statement. That's something that you know, spouses may you know, one spouse is ready to do it, another one's just like, Ugh, I don't need that. So how are you you all encouraging participation?
2: So that's a great question. And I think really, a couple of, a couple of things. Number one is our content is dynamic, meaning that we have videos, we have group discussions, we have, um, even some creative, uh, uh, type things, type activities that our participants can get involved in. Uh, and you know, it, it just, it works. The, the curriculum that we use is called prep. And it's researched, it's empirically validated, and it's just um, an excellent program. And you know, like Drew mentioned, our instructors have, have been doing this a long time, and so the high, having the high quality materials and the high quality in, instructors, uh, it you know, it's not a death by PowerPoint type mm-hmm. of a deal.
0: Yeah, the last thing a military member wants to do or a family member wants to do is come to a weekend and sit through hours and hours of PowerPoint and so. um, There's almost uh, no PowerPoint no slides that sort of thing it's it's engaging dynamic Um, and so even the the most reticent uh, participant we usually see within a few minutes they're they're starting to open up and get engaged in the process for that.
1: Yeah, and that's usually how it is. You just got to get them to the door. And so, right. you know, right. how can people get involved in the next event? Like, what what do they need to do?
2: So, uh, what we have done is, well, basically, is check your military email. We have sent invites out to every single soldier in the Michigan Army National Guard. Beyond that. Uh, There, it is published in the state op order to be able to have those instructions as well. And each one of the units uh, should be posting that information uh, all over their armories and sending it out in the unit newsletters.
1: Well, that's great. So, you know, I want to thank you all for, you know, coming on today and talking about the strong bonds program, remind our listeners that, you know, you can find out more information by giving us a call at one 800 mishfat and I also want to, for those who may not even qualify for this, you've heard, you know, what a retreat and what a time away can do, you know, give us a call to find out about opportunities in your area. So stick around. We'll be right back. As we continue to talk about matters of the heart on the veterans perspective. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. We are joined by our next guest from Fisher House, Michigan, Kate Melcher. Kate Melcher began her career in research and speech writing position with the Supreme Court of the United States. Later, she served in the U.S. Senate as senior staff to three different U.S. Senators. On September 11th, she left the Senate to enlist in the Army. She became an AH AH-64 Delta Apache helicopter pilot and a legislative liaison officer for the U.S. Army National Guard. She is a seasoned military, nonprofit, and private sector professional with a passion for public service. Since moving home to Michigan in 2017, she has lived her passion as serving as the executive director of Fisher House Michigan. Um, Among her awards and accolades for her service, Governor Snyder named Kate the 2018 Veteran of the Year through the Governor's Fitness Foundation. In 2020, the mayor of Saline, Michigan, her hometown, also named her Veteran of the Year. Welcome to the show, Kate.
3: Thank you so much for allowing me to be here. And I always get a little bit embarrassed reading my bio because what I really like to do is talk about the work that I get to do with Fisher House. So I appreciate the opportunity to do that with you today.
1: Well, and thank you for having us. And I love what you said, what you get to do. You know, that's one of the things I've been, you know, as I, as I've been uh, cultivating my attitude for gratitude, I, I've been talking more about what I get to do. So, you know, it's great that you get to serve veterans in this capacity. And so we're talking about the Fisher house and maybe people don't really know about what the Fisher house is, or maybe confuse it with the Ronald McDonald house. Sometimes, can you tell us a little bit more about the Fisher house and, you know, the eligibility for, for the Fisher house?
3: Of course. You know, we really appreciate <clears throat> that analogy to a Ronald McDonald House, but it's different. It's it's a different organization and different program, and that's because Fisher House Foundation builds comfort homes near VA and military hospitals so that we can care for the caregivers. The caregivers, the family members get to come and stay at, right next door for, um, for their veteran when they're hospitalized. You know, there are 92 of them all over the world and it took decades for Michigan to get its first Fisher House. But there's finally a Fisher House in Michigan. It opened in Ann Arbor at VA Ann Arbor um, in June of 2020. And we're actively raising funds so that we can build one in support of VA Detroit as well. To be eligible, um, you've got to start with your VA provider. So veterans can chat with um, their physicians, their nurses, their social work, if they have to travel for care, they've got to travel more than 50 miles or about a two-hour commute, um, their VA provider can put in a referral for their spouse or their child or their caregiver to come and stay at the Fisher House during their episode of care.
1: You know, that's that's great information. And it's, it's really important because, uh, you know, when you think about having a surgery, it's a scary thing. And I, I know, you know, I had a tonsillectomy where I, um, it was supposed to be outpatient, um, but it's, it's a long drive back to where I live. And so this would have been a great opportunity as my husband, you know, is driving me out there for the appointments and, and even for the surgery to be able to kind of have some respite um, at a place like that. So it's really good to know that this is open now in Michigan. And I will say I've, I've I've had the pleasure of walking through and seeing the facility, but our listeners may not have. So can you give us like a visual of what this space looks like?
3: I can. Um, usually, when you think about a VA facility, you don't think that it's a beautiful place. You might think that um, you know it's a place where you go to get things done. It feels like a government building. The Fisher House is anything but that. Um, the founder of Fisher House Foundation, Zachary Fisher, He was a builder in New York City. And when he decided to start this program back in 1990, you know, he was talking to um, Admiral Trost and he said, you know, I'm gonna solve this problem. We, We can't have families waiting in their cars for their loved ones. So I'm gonna start building you some houses. And, you know, the government said, hey, just write us a check and we'll build the houses. And Zachary Fisher said, no, no, I'm a builder. I'm a man of means. I can get an architect. I want to build something that looks like my home. And it absolutely does. There's nothing lois bitter about the Fisher House. It's it's gorgeous. There are 16 private family suites in the Fisher House in Ann Arbor and in the future one for Detroit. There's a beautiful common kitchen and dining room. It's it is decorated to the nines. It's just it is everything that our men and women in uniform deserve for the service they rendered for our freedom.
1: Now you've had some historic number of states. I think, you know, it, it was just a lot during a pandemic. Can you talk about how many people since June 1st of 2020 have actually stayed at the Fisher House in Ann Arbor?
3: Of course, that that Fisher House has been really busy. Um, since June of 2020, that house has hosted nearly 2,500 military family and caregivers. It's, it's just, it's incredible. Um, Dayton, Ohio actually opened about 36 months ago, while Ann Arbor opened 18 months ago. And in the same amount of time, the Dayton VA Fisher House um, has hosted only about half as many. So Ann Arbor has done twice as many families in about half the time. And that's a huge statement of what the need here is in Michigan. You know, anecdotally, we've heard from so many veterans who didn't want to come to the VA for care. You know, they, they were worried, they read bad news stories. There's a host of reasons why they didn't access the benefits that they've earned, but when their wives were allowed to come with them to be advocates, to be bedside, things started to change. We've had veterans that are finally starting to access the care that they've earned because their spouses can be there with them, and they don't have to worry about where their spouse is going to stay, if it's safe, whether their spouse is going to have a meal to eat. All of that is handled at the Fisher House. And, you know, Zanetta, I, I can talk a lot about Fisher House, but I wonder if I could just have a moment to actually share a journal entry from one of the Fisher House families that stayed there recently. Oh, absolutely. So um, this is a spouse who wrote in the journal, and she was just so overwhelmed. You know, sometimes Fisher House families can plan for a hospitalization and a scheduled surgery, but but this woman didn't have that opportunity. She stayed there in January, and she writes, thank you very much for allowing me to stay here. I did not know when my husband was transferred to the VA hospital here, what I was going to do. I had a 175 mile one-way trip here and limited funds. A motel for one night was $100 and I couldn't afford that. I was thinking they might allow me to stay in his room with him, but they said no. One of the nurses told me about you and the social worker helped me by contacting you and I had a place to go. I'm so amazed to find that it had everything that you could need at no cost to us. This facility is amazing. You've made the stay feel like home and very safe. I am ever so grateful for the care and thoughtful people who for, who provided this to me. It's been a wonderful, pleasant stay, and I can never repay you for the kindness that has been shown to me in my time of need. Thank you.
1: What a great story and what a great testimony and a testament to the work that you're doing. And, you know, you, you, know, you brought up a good point. She brought up a good point. Um, about having everything that you need. And, you know, one of the things I, that I found so impressive when I visited is, you know, as you walk through this beautiful kitchen that you all have, you had like a, a couple, you had two or three refrigerators that were full of snacks and water and, and things for these families to be able to take advantage of. And so, you know, how, you know, as we're wrapping up in a, in a couple of minutes, I wanted you to just really touch on, you know, uh, how, do you, how do you fund this and what can people do if they want to help?
3: That's a great question. It, it takes a village to build a Fisher House. So we use all private gifts and grants to build that Fisher House and that came from donors from all over the state of Michigan. But when the house is open, we still need donors to help fill those needs. The VA runs the house and they staff the house, but Fisher House Michigan, my nonprofit organization, we stick around after that house is open to make sure that families don't want for anything when they cross that threshold. So we can accept um, funding for groceries. We can accept, accept in-kind gifts. Um, we ask if folks want to make donations that they contact us at fisherhousemichigan.org or 313-483-6543. We'd love to talk with you about how you can help and, and how we can put your heart out into the veteran community.
1: Well, Kate, you know, as always, I appreciate you sharing this information. You know, if you didn't get that information, Fisher House Michigan, uh, org, I think it was, you said, um, yes. then you can give us a call at one 800 bishfed and we can get you connected to find out if you're eligible um, as your loved one undergoes surgery and some of those other things that, that they may need that require um, an overnight state. Thank you again so much for joining us today, Kate.
3: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
1: Um, We'll be right back on The Veteran's Perspective to talk more about matters of the heart.
0: Welcome back to The Veteran's Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Now, your host, director of the MVAA, Senetta Adams.
1: Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. We are joined by our final guest, Dr. Claire Duvenois. Dr. Duvenois is a doctor and professor of medicine currently practicing consultative cardiology after working as an interventional cardiologist for over 21 years at the University of Michigan. She served as chief of the cardiology section at the Ann Arbor Veterans Affairs Medical Center for over 10 years and now directs the regional VA cardiology network. As of October 2021, she has been serving as the deputy national program director for cardiology for the Veterans Health Administration. Dr. Duvenois founded the Women's Heart Program at the University of Michigan and now has an active clinical cardiology practice at the VA Ann Arbor Healthcare System. Dr. Duvenois is also currently a trustee of the Michigan chapter of the American College of Cardiology. Welcome to the show, Dr. Duvenois. Thank you so much for having me. You know, um, today we've been talking about matters of the heart as we are approaching, uh, you know, Valentine's Day, and we've been talking about matters of the emotional heart, but, you know, I wanted us to be able to touch on matters of the physical heart. And so, um, you know, I'd love to talk to you uh, first off about why heart health is so important.
4: Well, we know that heart disease is basically the number one killer for um, Americans in this country, actually more so than cancer deaths. Um, And that's something that I think people don't always realize um, because cardiovascular deaths oftentimes can occur towards the end of life. But we also know that cardiovascular disease kills way too many people in the prime of their lives and way before their time. So heart health is something that should be important to all of us. You know that that's that is so true. And I, you know, I think about the fact
1: that you know I have I'm, I'm married. I have six children. I'm approaching 45 years old this year, and these are things that I'm like, yeah, I'm young. I have so much time and. There's nothing going to affect me. And being a busy mom, a working mom, you know, I think about the fact that sometimes I, I may have, I deal with things, but I brush them off because there's more important things to do. Do you see that with women or, you know, people even in my age range that could be having some heart issues, but they just kind of ignore
4: them? Oh, absolutely. I see it all the time. Um, As you said, women are often the caregivers in their families, either for their kids, for their parents, for their relatives, and so they just don't have time to deal with their own health issues. Um, But uh, women certainly can have cardiovascular disease. It's sometimes harder to diagnose heart disease in women because their symptoms are not as classic as what we think of for men, like a crushing type of chest pain that we might see in a man who develops a blockage in a heart artery, women may have more generalized symptoms like extreme fatigue or not being able to catch their breath. And a lot of times women put that down to, well, I'm just out of shape um, when really that's not the case. And it's something that needs attention. So, you know, what are some of those other
1: things that we can look for? And, 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 you know, it's, really folks, this is not to scare you. It's really to prepare you um, because we want you to be around a long time to be able to to see even your grandkids, right? So what are some of those signs that we should be looking for? Well,
4: so as I said, um, if you develop symptoms like um, not being able to catch your breath, or if you're walking with friends and you can't keep up with them anymore, where that wasn't something that was a problem for you before, if you get a heaviness or a pressure sensation on your chest or even any kind of pressure or pain that's in your upper body going across your arms, up into your jaw, um, those are things to really be aware of and to seek attention for. If you feel like you might pass out all of a sudden or you feel your heart beating really fast in your chest or beating irregularly, those are things to tell your doctor about.
1: Well, and I know, you know, we're talking about veterans and sometimes, you know, we are we are uh, less apt to go get those things checked out because we're thinking, well, maybe I'm having a panic attack. Maybe I'm just having an anxiety attack and, you know, I shouldn't get those checked out. What do you say to folks who may try to brush it off as that?
4: Yeah, so um we know that veterans um, and my patients um, that I take care of, generally have higher risk for heart disease than the general population. Veterans tend to have more risk factors for heart disease. And we also know that PTSD and depression and anxiety, which are common factors for veterans, are things that can lead to worsening of heart disease or can aggravate and be risk factors for heart disease. So those are things um, that put you at risk that you need to pay attention to. Um, I also, in my male veterans, oftentimes tell them, um, you know, because they're like, well, I'm tough, I can handle it, I don't need to go to the doctor, and oftentimes it's their wives that are like, no, honey, you need to go to the doctor, something's wrong, and I'm like, if it weren't for your wife, you wouldn't be here right now, sitting here, so, and they're like, well, yeah, I guess so. But so it's important to pay attention to what's going on, to not try to be the strong person and like swallow it all, but share what's going on with your spouse or your loved ones so that you can get help.
1: So, you know, those are great, great points. And I hope that you all are taking notes and writing these things down. Um, What can we uh, expect from, uh, I guess, what can we look to? Uh, keeping our heart heart healthy because we're talking about some of the symptoms and when our heart is not healthy, but what are some tips
4: you would provide to kind of help us to stay healthy? So, you know, this is not rocket science and it's not magic either. Um, The things that we can do to lower our heart disease risk are pretty common sense. One of the main things that you can do to lower your heart disease risk is that if you smoke, quit smoking. Um, And, you know, that's something that we see commonly in the veteran population. I know that many vets went into the service and got cigarettes to smoke and, you know, that was part of the life um, when you were in the service. Um, But that's something that is adversely affecting your health, both your heart health and your lung health, as you know, and shortening your life. So that's number one. Number two is know your other risk factors. If you have high blood pressure, you need to get that treated. If you have diabetes, that needs to be treated. If you're overweight, try to take steps to make your diet more healthy and lose some weight and engage in regular physical activity. And that doesn't have to be something that's exhausting or leaves you gasping for breath. It just can be regular walking, walking outside, riding a bike, If it's too cold to walk outside, like it is here in Michigan a lot of the year, go somewhere where you can walk inside, like the Y or a mall. Um, So there's kind of common sense steps that you can take that will really make a big difference in your risk for heart disease.
1: Well, and what that means, folks, is that you need to get a regular checkup. I mean, I know that there are people who may not have seen the doctor, maybe it's since COVID began, or, you know, you're just adverse to going to the doctor unless you feel like something's wrong. But you know, regular checkups are going to identify some of these issues that you talked about, correct?
4: Absolutely. So when you go to the doctor for a checkup, you should know your numbers. You should know what your blood pressure is. You should know what your body mass index is. You should get a cholesterol profile checked if you haven't done that in some time. And you should know whether your blood sugar is elevated. So those are the things to think about um, and to ask about when you see the doctor. Well,
1: Dr. Duvenois, I I thank you so much for joining us today. I thank you for sharing your wisdom with us today. And, you know, it has been very, very um, informational and insightful. I will say that I know you, um, you know, before the show began, you gave us a website that people can find out more information and that's CardioSmart.org. So I encourage our listeners to to, uh, check that website out. Is there anything else before we wrap up that you'd like to share?
4: I just want to say that it's been my honor and privilege to take care of veterans for my whole career, and I want to do whatever I can to keep my patients and and my veteran family heart healthy. Well, we
1: appreciate you being there. We appreciate your wisdom and your tips, and, you know, you all can find out more about how you can um, get registered for VA healthcare at va.gov. You can also give us a call at one 800 mishfit That's 1-800-642-4898. We thank you so much. Just remember that if you're a veteran in crisis, you can call 1-800-273-8255. Did I say that right? I think it's 273-8255. Press one and you can get the assistance that you need. So I want to thank you all for joining the show today. Thank you for tuning in. And we hope to see you next week on the Veterans Perspective. Take care of your heart.